0: Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you are listening to episode 29 of Connection, Not Perfection. Welcome to Connection, Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love. there. I am Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so excited that you are with me today. Now, if you've hung out with me before, you know that I love, love, love young adult books. And if you're new, welcome aboard and just know that I am a book nerd of the first order. And why am I telling you this today? Because I get to talk about the newest book from one of my favorite authors. Now Scott Westerfeld is a seasoned pro in the world of young adult literature. Now he's probably most well known for his uglies books and yes you heard me right his series of four books um, each titled uglies, pretties, specials, and extras. Those books are set in a dystopian future where at 16 everyone has a surgery to become a pretty. Before that they're known as uglies. Now this is a fantastic series, one of my favorites, and it's set in an amazing world that is skillfully built by Westerfeld. The reason I'm so excited about today's book that I'm talking about is that in his newest novel, Scott Westerfeld is revisiting that same world. So Imposters actually came out on Tuesday, September 11th, and I raced to finish it so that I could talk about it for this week's episode. Now set in the same uglies world, Imposters is Actually, happening almost 20 years after Tally Youngblood led the rebellion against the pretty regime. Now, Tally is the heroine of the original series who lives in that world where everyone was made pretty through surgery when they turned 16. But she discovers that when people get their pretty surgery, the powers that be make some other brain modifications too, to keep their society happy and peaceful and compliant. And the way Frey, who is the heroine in this new series that starts with the book Imposters, describes it, the pretties never questioned authority. They always consumed their fair share of resources and not more. Now, the authorities set up the whole pretties world that Tally kind of toppled, really with a noble purpose, I would say. They really want to save the earth from ecological destruction. But when Tally exposes the government's secret mind control um, through her series of adventures, she frees everyone. Now, Frey, again, the heroine of imposters, is the daughter of a very powerful despot whose greed and violence is fueled by his need for control. That's kind of the premise of this book. So Frey is in the very unique position of being a secret daughter. Her twin sister, Raffia, is 26 minutes older than she is, and she is the heir apparent. And the only reason that Frey even exists is to protect Raffia. She is a very lethal, body doubling bodyguard, if that makes sense. So she's really, her father had her engineered or created or whatever you wanna say, so that she can stand in for her sister so that um, nothing will happen to her sister. And her dad feels like he's protecting Raffia so that he can never lose her. And there's a reason for that. And I'm gonna go into that in a few minutes. Anyway, Westerfeld does just a masterful job of putting us inside Frey's head, where we find out that she adores her sister and she hates her father, but she still longs for his approval and his attention. And also, she doesn't have any concept of a world outside her father's tyranny, and um, I would even say paranoia. Now, I do have a little bit of a caveat here. Most, if not all of the books that I've chosen to talk about on Connection Not Perfection before now, have had some very clearly defined, what I would quote unquote, call issues that are hot topics in our teens world right now. There are things that I know that we as parents are really anxious to dialogue with our kids about to see what they're thinking and also to share what we know and think. And those are things like depression and suicide and body image and and all those kind of hot topics that you would think of um, just off the top of your head. But I would say for me, the very best books that I read are the ones with issues that aren't so obvious, and I would say "Imposters" is definitely one of those. You have to dig a little bit deeper, but as for me, once I've done that digging, I am blown away by what I find. Now what's so interesting is how Westerfeld wove so many different concepts and themes into this story about Frey. We see the unintended consequences of Tally Youngblood's revolution, because Once the pretties were freed from their mind control, they had to learn to think for themselves. And in the book, it was actually called the mind reign, R-A-I-N, which is kind of what they refer to that point when everybody woke up all at once. And all those desires that had been suppressed by the pretties were unleashed. And the very thing that the authorities feared began to happen, the greed and materialism, that people have kind of restarted that destruction of natu- natural resources. And Frey even notes, and I thought this was super interesting, that freedom has a way of destroying things, which I thought was an interesting perspective. Now, here's my breakdown of the issues and concepts that "Imposters" touches on. It touches on self-identity, parent-team relationships, sibling relationships, independence, that idea of thinking for yourself, privacy um, the idea of leadership versus control or tyranny um, and then the ideas of obsession kind of slash vengeance so i want to dive into each of these because they can each really generate some great conversations with your teens so for identity or self-identity Frey's whole sense of herself at the beginning of the book is really wrapped up not just in her twin sister Rafia who she has to pretend to be all the time but also in an older brother who died before she was even born. Now with this older brother her father refused to ransom him from kidnappers. The brother was about seven years old when he was kidnapped and Because his father refused to bow to the pressures of the kidnappers, it's implied that, I think his name was Shannon, was killed. And so the dad at this point wants to make sure that he is never again vulnerable in that way. So that's why he engineered the twins so that he would kind of have a spare to act as a body double and a bodyguard for his quote unquote real daughter. So Frey is that bodyguard, body double. Rafia, her sister, is who he considers to be his real daughter. Now, Frey has been confined to a very small space in her world. In fact, in their home, because only a handful of people even know about her existence um in her home there are special halls and rooms and elevators and vehicles all created just for her to keep her hidden and the girls learned very early on that telling anyone about the two of them meant putting that person in danger in fact the name of their uh, a tutor that they had when they were probably about 10 is a a code word that they use for hey this is really serious so they, use, they invoke her name when it's something serious because they told her that there were two of them and then she disappeared and they knew that she had been killed. So it is very serious to them to keep the secret because they don't want to anyone else around them to be hurt. Now, because her whole purpose is to take care of her sister, Frey doesn't really know what it feels like to be an individual with her own voice. And at one point, she even says that, I was born to be a pawn. Now we see her discovering who she really is when she is sent to a different country called Victoria and she's sent as a hostage because her father is doing some kind of deal with them. Like um, he wants some of their resources in return for protecting them from the rebels. And so as part of that agreement to kind of hold him to it, um, he agrees to send his daughter as a hostage to guarantee that he's going to keep his word in this agreement with a family called the Palafoxes. The leader of the family is Arabella Palafox. So instead of sending Rafia, his quote-unquote real daughter, of course he sends Frey. So she is out in the open for the first time visiting this family in Victoria. Now a question that you can pose to your teen to start a conversation around this idea of identity is this. Being in Victoria with the Palafoxes is the very first time Frey has ever lived out in the open she really starts to see how different her voice is from her sister's voice when have you ever felt like your voice was really different than the people around you and what was that like okay and now I'm going to move on to the next theme or concept which is parenting relationships Now, again, as I've explained, Frey is not really a daughter to her father. She's just a last defense against the people who hate their family. Like that is a pretty much a direct quote. Now he's using her to make the Palafox family think they have some kind of control over him, but they don't really because he doesn't care for Frey as a daughter. And at the end of the book, there's even this really um, interesting scene where he gives Frey her very first hug ever from her father is how she puts it. So you see her struggle with this desire that we all have to have his approval and his attention. But as the book progresses, she really starts to understand that she is expendable to him. That he does not care about her, that in his mind, she has always just been a resource that he's been holding on to to spend at some point or another. So, um, that whole realization is really tragic. And in fact, by the end of the book, she has decided that she is eventually going to have to kill him. So, That was a very interesting kind of twist at the end of the book that um, I'll be interested to see how Scott Westerfield resolves it, you know, in the future, three books of the series. But anyway, okay, so a question that you can ask about parent team relationships um, when you're talking with your teen is this, when have you ever felt unseen or unappreciated by your family, which would be us, and when have you ever felt like you were under the shadow of one of your siblings or someone else in the family? Okay, so now I'm moving on to sibling relationships, and the girls themselves, Frey and Rafia, are best friends, and they are truly bonded, really, as sisters in every sense of the word, and they are very intent on protecting each other, but it is kind of weird for Frey in that she has to copy Rafia in every sense of her essence, from every scar that she has to every mannerism and the way that she talks. Um, one of the things in the book that I thought was interesting and maybe a little bit of a plot hole was that Rafia, because she is such a, a public figure and she does a lot of dignitary slash political type things for her father, she has been taught to speak all kinds of different languages and Raffia has not, which I think um, if her dad, if the dad was really um, as intent as he was on using Frey as that pawn, that she would probably have had those language skills. She would have had to learn those language skills, but because that becomes a plot point later on in the book that she doesn't speak French with one of the other characters, um, I see what Westerfield did. I feel like it was kind of interesting that that one little detail they didn't check off I guess is the best way to put it. Anyway okay so as the novel progresses we see that Frey is really the lucky sister in a sense even though she's been hidden even though she's been behind the scenes and confined to this small little bitty world she does have power to protect her sister Raffia and we see how Rafia has really been traumatized by not being able to protect Frey from the injuries that she's received in her very intense physical training or the risks that she takes as Frey's body double. So it deeply disturbs Raffia that their father doesn't see Frey as a person, as a child of his own, and that's really traumatized her. It's interesting how in the beginning you really look at Frey as the victim, but as the story goes on, you realize, no, wait a second, she is she's the one with the power in this situation. So, okay, for the question that you can talk to your teens about with this is, Frey and Rafia have a very close, very loyal relationship. While she's with the Palafoxes, Frey discovers that they've had a psychiatrist analyzing her family uh, you know, via media over the years and that Rafia really struggles with trauma in a way that Frey never realized. Now, when have you discovered something new or surprising about a sibling or any other family member? What was it and how did that make you feel? Okay, the next issue is independence or thinking for yourself. Now, in the same way that in the Uglies and Pretties series, those pretties came into their own minds, Frey is coming into herself as well. I really like how Scott Westerfield positioned that, that kind of parallel. Now, with Cole Palafox, who is the son of, In the family where Frey is staying and of course is turning out to be the love interest but with Cole Palifax, we see her stepping out from behind her sister's shadow and into herself as she navigates the Palafax home and all of her father's treachery and trying to figure out what his plans are she's really coming into her own voice and she starts to think for herself as later on in the book, they end up with a group of rebel, rebels, and she is a leader in that group. And she's a leader with them, and she's a leader with some of the Victorians that are with them. So she really has transitioned from not having any voice of her own all the way to the under, other end of the spectrum into being a leader. So, So I would say a great question to use with your teen in this idea of independence and thinking for yourself is... When do you think you started coming into yourself? When have you ever felt like you woke up kind of in the same way that the pretties did? Okay, the next issue that comes up is privacy. Now this was an interesting one because in Shreve, which is the girl's hometown, there's something called spy dust everywhere, like tiny little nano cameras and recorders that are literally the size of dust that are everywhere and they make everything an open book for the government. Now, in Victoria, the foxes city, privacy is an obsession, and their data that is gathered every day through cameras and whatnot is scrubbed every day. Now, the girls have even, as they've grown up, figured out how to use private hand signals to communicate, because everything they say and do goes directly back to the government, which is, of course, their father. It's really interesting because this level of surveillance, I would say, is the only life that they've ever known. And privacy feels almost imaginary to them. So this is a great jumping off point to talk to your teens about privacy. And if you're like me, you've probably already had some privacy conversations with your teen. And here are some questions that you can talk to them about. Like when have you ever felt like your privacy was violated? And what did you do about it? Do you think that teens or anyone has a right to privacy? And if they do, what does that look like? So those are just some questions to think about and talk about with your teens. Now, leadership was an interesting concept within the book because there are really some comparisons between the way the Palafoxes in Victoria and Frey's and Rafia's father in Shreve conduct the government. Um, And and in the book, they compare it uh, as being like leadership versus control and tyranny. And at one point, Cole is trying to explain it to Frey, that leaders persuade rather than demand. And... I think we've all had people in our lives as leaders or authorities over us, whether it was our own parents growing up or our bosses as we've worked. And you know the difference between somebody who leads versus somebody who tries to control or micromanage you. So here is what you can talk to your teen about with this. Who are some of your favorite leaders in your life? And when have you felt controlled versus led? And what was the difference between the people in charge in each of those situations? Like, what was the difference between maybe the teachers that felt like they were leading you versus the teachers that you felt like were trying to control you? I would imagine that some of you have some really great stories from your own experience that maybe you could share with your teens in this area. Okay, the last area that we're going to talk about, the last issue is obsession slash vengeance. And I wasn't quite sure whether I wanted to use the word vengeance or not, because I don't think that there was any specific group that the twin's father was seeking vengeance against, but he rather had more of an obsession with winning or beating everyone around him. Like everyone around him was an enemy and that blinds him to everything else. He's just so hyper-focused on making sure nobody can control him. So... The question that you can talk to your teens about, the idea is, when have you ever been so hurt or angry that you wanted to lash out? When have you seen examples of people so focused on winning or getting revenge that they lose sight of everything else? Because that really is what is happening with the girl's father. I mean, think about it, he is so far gone in his need for control, his obsession with that, his obsession with winning, that he's willing to sacrifice his own child and and not even, and to kind of objectify her and not look at her as a person or a child at all, but as an object to be used. This book was so great. I really did enjoy it. I enjoyed the adventure in it because it was a very action-packed book. But I will say that I hope in the next three books that Westerfeld does a little bit more character development because I am super interested in knowing more about Raffia and what it's been like for her to be the sole focus of her father's attention and love and what it's been like for her to shoulder all the diplomatic and political responsibilities he's placed on her. And I also want to get a better feel for Cole Palifax and who he really is. And I'm definitely looking forward to the next installment of this series, which unfortunately is not until September of 2019 next year, to kind of get a better idea of, of even who Frey is now that she is freed from the secrecy and the hiding and the being her sister's double rather than being herself. Now, what I loved about this book is that, again, it was super entertaining. It had great adventure and movement. It really just pulled me through the whole thing because I wanted to find out what was going to happen. It definitely left on a cliffhanger, and it really does have some great discussion points for um, things with your teen. And and for me, I think there are these issues that are the everyday things and and maybe trials and troubles that our teens are facing and the things that they struggle with and then there's this higher elevated level of kind of the bigger picture that's not just things that teens are struggling with but also things that are universal that everybody struggles with because things like independence and leadership and privacy are all things that I would say as adults even looking at how our government is run looking at things going on in the news and look at technology, these are all issues that are are pertinent in our world today too. So that's one of the reasons I really did love this. So thank you so much for hanging with me today, as I totally geeked out over *Imposters* by Scott Westerfeld. Now, if there is a book that you would like for me to break down and review and look at the issues in, I would love to know with that. I'd love for you to message me on Facebook or on Instagram and let me know what that book is and why you want me to look at it and break it down, uh, because I am always looking for my next great read. And if you talk with your teen about imposters, I would truly love to hear about how your conversations went and what you were able to share and talk about. I also, as always, want to encourage you to sign up for my weekly emails where I share stuff that I do not share anywhere else. In fact, last week, I even included like an extra little audio segment from my discussion with my good friend Anne about community. I shared some of our uh, funnier ish moments so if you want to get that extra content and kind of that behind the scenes look i just encourage you to go to my website theishgirl.com t-h-e-i-s-h-g-i-r-l.com and sign up to get on that list for those weekly emails now again Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with me today. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. And from an ish girl who cannot believe that I have to wait a whole stinking year to find out if Frey and Cole are going to get married. It is all about connection, not perfection.